Thank you for joining us. For your encouragement, we've compiled a special message for you today from Pastor Ralph Douglas West, recorded at the Church Without Walls in Houston, Texas. Be encouraged. There was a strangeness about this parade that reminds us of the strangeness of some contemporary parades. Everything about it was strange and in some ways bizarre. The four gospels pick up on the strangeness like fountainheads of river that dumps into one pool. You look at the rapids of Mark, or the majestic pageantry of our Lord's kingliness in Matthew, or the healing humanity in Luke, or the highlands of the snowcaps of John, and all pour into one particular pool to give us a vision of what it looks like for the king to enter into Jerusalem. It's on this day that he declares that he is king of the world, king of Jerusalem, king of his own people. He will use language that he's never used in his three years of ministry. We pick up at verse one where Jesus now makes his arrival into Jerusalem. Some three million people have condescended in that small terra firma. Josephus, the historian, reminds us that people were shoulder to shoulder they accompanied with their lamb and sheep and goats. It was a messy situation. And those people that were waiting on something and that which they had been waiting for was about to take place. A fulfillment of a prophetic prediction would happen. Zechariah 500 years before that had already testified to what would happen on this particular day and it's about to unfold. To get the parade started as a preparation, in verse two, and Jesus would say to his disciples, the time has come now, my hour is fulfilled, it's time to expose my authentic purpose. And he says to his disciples, he gives them this command, a kind of sovereign command, go find and bring. And in verse 2 and 3, that's what you discover, that they go and they find what Jesus asked them to acquire about and they bring. If someone protests about what I've asked you to do, tell them in verse 3, and this is the first time he would reveal who he really is, tell them that the Lord has need of it. For three years, Jesus had been living under what we know as the Messianic secret. You remember he would heal and he would say, don't tell nobody. He would give sight to blind people and he would say, shh, don't tell anybody. He would give life back to dead bodies and new limbs to those that have been crippled and weakened. And he would say, shh, 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 not yet. 
But you and I know telling somebody not to tell is another way of say tell everybody. John Mangrum taught me philosophy and religion at Bishop College, and he was a scholar. Dr. Mangrum used to say, I know how to get you into the library. Put a sign up and say, don't go to the library. <laughs> shh, 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 don't tell nobody. It's another way of just saying, tell everybody, and they did it out of turn, but now it's time to tell everybody about somebody that can save anybody. Somebody this morning needs to know that. Because sometimes in our sanctified ways, we start categorizing who God can and who God cannot save. But I've never met a sinner that's beyond the reach of God's grace. It was a parade full of contrasts. The disciples would bring of all things donkey, a beast of burden that had never been written, but this was the fulfillment of Zechariah 9 and 9, and you read it where it says to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble, verse 5, and mounted on a donkey, on a coat, a fold of the beast, a burden, and the fulfillment of that prophetic prediction is now taking place as the streets open up and you see this gentleman on the back of a donkey. But there's a political note that you can never overlook on this day. This is a parade of celebration, but it's also a misinformed celebration initially because the people thought that the one on the back of the donkey was coming to overthrow the political power to be. They thought that this would be the new Caesar, that this would be the new Tetrarch, that this would be the new government. Although he was coming to town in a kind of peculiar way, not on the back of a stallion, but on the back of a donkey. You see, kings rode stallions. And it was not uncommon that the king that would ride in on a steed would be welcomed by the waving of garments that would be thrown on the back of that stallion before the hooves of that steed. But this time, peasants quit clothes with moth holes in them. Garments that were old and now deteriorating from rot. Shirts thrown before the hooves of a donkey. And look at him on the back of it. Feet dragging the ground. And people are waving at him as he makes his way in. This too is a kind of unfolding of a prediction. 
the lesser son of David, Solomon, rode on the back of a beast of burden on the day of his coronation, but now the one greater son of David now is on the back of the beast of this burden. But that's some other contrast too, beyond these symbolisms, isn't it? It's these contrasts that typically the very ones that would ride on the beast of burden would be a burden to the subject. But now this one who's on this beast of burden is going to be a burden bearer to his subjects. Subjects would die for the king, but this is a king that would die for his subjects. And as he rides in, the cottage following him and the entourage surrounding him began to cry out, Hosanna. It's a note of celebration. Hosanna, Hosanna. And like a good church service, somebody started over there and then you hear it over here. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then some trying to get louder than others. Some in soprano and others in alto and bass and baritone. Hosanna. But the, the problem is, you've been in this church longer than a year or two, so you already know Hosanna means save now. Who say now? Save now, Lord. And so they were asking for salvation, political rescue from the oppression of the governments of Rome and the tetrachs of Galilee and these emperors. They, Save now from the burden that has been put on our back to bear in the heat of the day, the oppression and the marginality that we live by. Save us from these political and institutional structures. And that was a good prayer. The only thing is Jesus can't answer that prayer. Not off the back of a donkey. Jesus can't save off the back of a donkey any more than he can save as a sailor on a ship in a stormy sea of Galilee. He can't save from a donkey. He can't save from a ship. He can't save from Caesarea Philippi. He can only save from the cross. He has to go to the cross to save. So they were asking Jesus again to do what he does prematurely. They were trying to get a crossless salvation. A salvation without Calvary. And many of us, we would like that, but you can't get saved without a bloody salvation. You, you got to have a cross if you really want to be saved. Now he can feed you like he did the multitude. But to rescue you and deliver you from the power of sin, you have to go to the cross. Well, he's in town and people are shouting Hosanna, but not everybody was. There's a kind of cryptic note in verse 8. You see it where it says, most of the crowd participated in this parade. Most. 
So where were the other people and what were they doing that you could be distracted when Jesus come to town? Oh, I'm not asking this to a group of people 2,000 years ago. I'm asking the church without walls, what are you doing that's so important that you miss Jesus when he comes into your midst? Most of them said Hosanna. Most of them participated by the throwing of their garments. Most of them sang the song of peace, but not everybody. Do you not know that there were people on a Lord's Day and Jesus had been prophetically predicted and people participated in this parade? Do you not know that when the Savior of the world was riding on the back of the donkey, the Lord, King of Kings, was coming? Do you not know that there were some people that were over at the market stalls buying wheat? And women were gossiping about what was going on in the neighborhood. And men taking their children to baseball on Sunday morning. Do you not know that Jesus, the Savior of the world, the people that folk put print on that dollar and God we trust, can show up to his creation and do you know people can have the nerve to stay at home, roll over, and just turn off me. These are the people that say that they are spiritual, not religious. These are the people who love God, but not his church. These are the people that say I'm saved, but have no relationship with Christ or his creation. Church, don't be like that. Don't be that kind of Christian that Christ can come in your midst, walk down your aisle, and you disregard him. They shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna. But remember the fountainheads of the four gospels. When you read Luke 19 around verse 39, there's a scene that picks up in this that Matthew doesn't cover. But Luke, who is humane and looks at all the humanness of Jesus, heard these people crying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the religionists, they are described as the Pharisees, the religionists, people that you know, the day would be, they would open and close the church doors. They go to everything. They love God more than anybody. Nobody loves God more than them. They judge people, not by the righteousness of God, but by their own righteousness. And the Pharisees said, be quiet. What is it about dead people that always want living people to be quiet. Tired people that always judge your energy by their lack of. 
people with no enthusiasm want you to be stoic like them. It's hard to keep quiet when you know what God has done for you. I mean, it really is. When, when you know something and it requires a witness, it's hard to keep quiet. And so you ought not leave all of your joy at the Toyota Center, all of your joy at Minute Maid, all of your joy at RG. You ought, you ought not leave it all there. You ought to bring some of it to God's house and raise up your voice and thank him for what you know he's done for you. Hosanna! And, and the people, the people that thought they knew God better than everybody else said, be quiet. It doesn't take all that noise. Well, it may not for you. Maybe God ain't done that much for you. But for those of us that know he's done something, and if I can't say a word, I can at least wave my hand. Hosanna! Shh, don't make all that noise. And then, then we've equated dead with sophistication. And y'all need to hear this because you start assuming because you got a degree. You've been to college. You're educated. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. You ain't never seen where the Lord tried to diminish that. In fact, he said, love the Lord with your heart and your mind. But, but, but we, we get sophisticated. And oh, heaven forbid, we make a dollar over poverty. Now we really can't. In fact, you want God to applaud you for serving him. And so we go cold and stiff and dead. And yet, this morning, beyond all of that, when you think back how the Lord helped you when you couldn't pay college tuition and got you in the right connection so you could make it don't leave that celebration behind when people ask you why you say Hosanna tell them you looking at me now you know my glory you don't know my story you don't know where the Lord has brought me from he brought me all the way Hosanna Shh, don't make all that noise it doesn't take that maybe not for you but when I think I could be dead in my grave, sickness could overtake me and God got the grace to keep me here. Thank you, Hosanna. But now, I, I have to sit down now. But, but that one line I haven't got to, and that is, Jesus says, well, all of you that I've done things for, you're children of Abraham. And I gave you Isaac and started a nation and gave you the tribes. 
I gave you Moses and I gave you the Ten Commandments. And I gave you the tabernacle. And I gave you the Ark of my Covenant to remind you that I'm always with you. I got you out of slavery. Cross you over the Red Sea. Unfasten the manacles and the shackles. And I gave you a new name and a new direction and a, and a new land. In fact, I gave you more than what you asked for. I let you wear shoes that never wore out. I gave you clothes that you could pass down to your family members and they still didn't wear out. I raised you in little houses where you never thought that little house would have got you to where you are right now. I baptized you and gave you my Bible and gave you my word and my salvation. And now, now that you've made it, you can't open your mouth and praise me. Well, don't praise me. I'll make the rocks cry out in your place. And when the rocks cry out, I don't want to hear about how they look and where they come from and, and they do this and they do that. You had your chance and you wouldn't raise your voice because you thought speaking to me was unsophisticated and I gave you the voice that you have. I'll make the rocks cry out. Our churches have gotten so sophisticated so so sophisticated until now we've forgotten and we laugh at our tradition and we don't want that no more but the Lord says I'll make the rocks cry out yesterday he made the rocks cry out 800 marches in America young people protesting the rocks cried out against Republicans and Democrats and independents the rocks cried out hey hey the rocks cried out but I tell you something I ain't gonna let no rock cry for me I don't care what life look like I ain't letting no rock cry for me I know what the Lord has done I know how good he's been I know where he's brought me from how he picked me up I got my own voice and I'm gonna raise it hold that up have I got a witness here I don't know what your shout is I, I don't know what you need the Lord to do but today's a good day for mamas and daddies to let children hear you say Hosanna don't wait till they get in trouble. Don't wait till they have a problem. And then get on your knees, dragging them into church. Let them know why you got a job and why you got your health and why things are going on. And when they ask your mama and daddy, what in the world is Hosanna? Tell them Jesus saves to the utmost. Jesus say to the utmost yeah yeah yes Jesus say 
not gonna let no rock crowd in my place. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information about the Church Without Walls, visit us at churchwithoutwalls.org. To find more great resources and additional messages from Pastor West Ministries, visit ralphdouglaswest.com. Be encouraged.